Episode 68, Fun in Life and Work. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today Deb and I discover a new perspective on fun, not just as a source of amusement, but as a fully immersive, creative process where you lose track of time. Welcome to the story in your head. Today, our topic is fun, fun at work, or maybe just fun. So let's start out with a quick definition. This is from uh, whatever the internet provides. Fun, <laughs> fun it says enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. Ah. What do you think of that, Deb? Is that, is that your meaning of fun? Is that how you use it? What, what, where, where do you start with that? Interesting. Like I, I was triggered by the word lighthearted. Because some of the most fun things I've ever done, I don't think I'd consider them lighthearted. Like when I have the most fun, I was all in. Like, does that make sense? What What does all in mean? What does that What does that mean for you? All in, completely engaged and focused, and like learning that that whole mood around learning something new, trying something new, creating something new, and then like putting my whole body and mind into it. You have an example, like, like rec- a recent example, like in the last week. Oh man. In the last week, I was going to use my, my favorite example of something that I worked on before, but yeah, I guess like even working on some of our content, there are times where I'm so interested in what I'm created. I'm so interested in what I'm writing that I, it, it doesn't even feel like time is passing, like time passes very quickly. I am just so engaged and into it. And I find out that I might start and have a little bit of writer's block or something like that. And then I start writing like, oh my gosh, that, that, that came out really fast. Like, and I created a great story and then I, it, it just like, it just flows. And maybe some people would call that flow or other things that they're in. But for me, it's like when I'm being that creative, it's just fun. Talking about the time, like when you say time stands still or time flows differently, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, I don't notice the time. I don't notice the time that's, that's going by because I'm so enjoying what I'm doing. Like sometimes I think about, oh, there are other things I do, maybe laundry you know, maybe the dishes, it's not quite as fun to do. And I, I notice like the time I'm spending on those things. But when I'm creating, when I'm in it, I don't even, I don't even notice the time that it's taking. And, and I have to say, I had the same experience in engineering. Like when I was creating something new, designing something new, some new technology, it is so fun. And you just, you know, sometimes the kids might knock on the door and say, mom, are you, you going to come out? <laughs> because I would be so into it, I I could lose track of time. I do hold there's some connection between time and fun, and or maybe it's time and lack of fun. And when I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, time does slow down. Like it's not mm. fun to me, right? And I, I'm really triggered with the whole the the, the definition of enjoyment, amusement, like amusement. Like I think of an amusement park or something like that. And well, I mean, you go along and it's, it's, 
but the fun is not the amusement park. It's the time with your family and the challenges on where you're going to go, how you're going to stay, where you're going to be, all that, all of that things. And, and yes, there's arguments and yes, there's, there's fights and there's all this other stuff that goes with that. But that's not like the lighthearted pleasure, enjoyment, amusement. It doesn't equate to me to what fun is. It just, it, it, it doesn't. So, so what is it for you, Ron? Fun is, and I think it's, when you said that, it makes sense. Like it, it's a space where you lose track of, of time. Right. And it's, you're, you're so into what you're doing. You're so connected to what you're doing. You're dealing with unknowns and you're, you know, there's breakdowns and you have to invent stuff and you have to create stuff. And then you try experiments and they fail or they succeed. And then when you get to the end, you've got this, this, this whole project like thing that's done and that's fun. Like, but it's the, it's that whole journey. It's not like when you get to the end and it's fun, it's the journey to, as you're going through that, that's fun. And like there's there's heartbreak, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? There's, let me say this, there's like laughter, there's sadness, there's like new experiments, there's failures, there's successes. And the, the part that really gets me is it, it never turns out like I thought it would. Like you never look back and when things were fun and you go, Oof, yep, saw that coming. I knew exactly what was going to happen there, and it happened there, right? Now, let's say I, I went to a Disney or here it's World of Fun or something. It pretty much happens exactly like you think it's going to happen, right? You know, there's rides, there's this kind of stuff, there's expensive bad food, and there's all this other <laughs> stuff, right? And But it's not, I mean, it's not fun. It's more like just being with the family and playing, right? But fun is has that whole, whole different aspect to it. You never know how it's going to show up. You never know what's going to have to create. You never know what somebody else is going to add in. It's got just a different space for that. So uh, to help us work through this, like back in your, not, not just like just recent, but like in the last six years or 10 years, whatever, what was something you did that was really fun? And tell me about like when you started into it, what it looked like as you came, as you were going through it, what it felt like, uh, all, all of that space. Yeah. Uh, like one of the things that was really fun is like building a team to do something new. And I'll use my last my last company. We restarted the company and it was a small like engineering firm, which was doing really well, but the founders noticed like he wanted to grow the company. So I joined with some other people and we kind of had to start from scratch. We didn't have a lot of tools. We didn't have a lot of money, certainly as a startup. And it's such a place of invention. And then you get to invite the people you want to be with you to build this thing. And like for me, that's one of the most fun parts is building a team that you just love to go to work with every day that you can think with, that you can challenge each other, that you can just be yourself with. That to me is a lot of fun. And again, the whole creation part of it, that you're creating something new together that didn't exist for you all is, is pretty incredible. What were some of like setbacks or failures or things you didn't know was going to happen? Oh, gosh. What'd you learn? (laughs) Customers packing up and going away. Like, you know, customers you depend on. 
finding another solution to their problem. And then you see a revenue source drying up. It's like, oh, we've got to innovate differently to find new customers. And all of those things, like that was one one challenge. Resources. I, I think in every company today, people talk about lack of resources, but especially in a startup, you know, you're, you, you've got people doing five or six jobs because that's kind of what they need to do to start things up. You don't have a lot of operating capital. So you, you learn and adapt to do a lot of different things and that can be really fun. But those are, they're definitely challenges to overcome. What, what was something that you had to create out of nothing? Oh, like this is a, this might be like a, a silly thing, but like an inventory tracking system, right? <laughs> that we didn't just buy one off the shelf. We had to create some sort of system for tracking inventory. And then we had to also create some sort of system for like how I worked in a semiconductor company and how parts would come through from engineering through the supply chain to get tested at the end. We had to like create a tracking system so that we knew where everything was. And uh, and we knew what, what all the requests were, like how it needed to be tested. And all these things were new that didn't exist for us before. So we really, we really got to start from scratch and create all those things fresh. And what was something that you just thought would work out perfectly and it, it didn't work out so well? Oh, man. There were so many <laughs> of those things. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll isolate one for you. So like trying to figure out how we're going to test things in high volume. Okay. And with a, with a, a little part, a little chip, it goes into this socket. Right. And at first, like we were literally hand putting, putting these things into a socket, testing them and taking them out by hand. Like, so you can imagine labor intense and we were all taking our turns. Everybody in the company was taking their turns overnight <laughs> to get these parts tested. And people told us, oh, you know what? The the testers and the, the sockets, the way they work, they don't really work at those frequencies that you guys are working at. I'm getting too engineering nerdy here. But people told us, yeah, that that, that isn't really how this was designed to be used, but we made it work. And not, not only did we make it work when we were doing the hand thing, right? But later on, we made it work in volume. And people told us uh, that 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 wasn't what they thought could be done. Deb, when you got done, like uh, like a like a, a part of the project was done, was there ever a space where you'd sit around and talk about all the things you went through as a group or part of your group? And, and, and what was that like? We actually we actually started a process. We had a Hanzi process, right? A lessons learned process where. We didn't look at mistakes as bad, right? So we all, we would all sit around. We'd actually have a, a fairly formal meeting where we'd talk about like what went well and what didn't go so well. And, and we could, we could laugh about some of the stupid mistakes that we made. You know, some of them we wish we hadn't learned because maybe a couple of them we learned more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but there were other times where like there were some big successes there too. And something to really like celebrate that we did this. And what is one thing that somebody else came up with? Something, some big accomplishment that somebody else who's on your team, a part of that stuff, like where did, where did they show up and make something up, create something? There are so many examples. 
and we had like the head test engineer brilliant who could create the software that would do the testing efficiently like just amazing and then we had like the supply chain person who was constantly having to rope these things through you know pull these things through because by the way when you're a small company really large companies don't pay as much attention to you as they do for other really large companies and so you you have to negotiate in different ways right and then there's the quality person right who has to make sure that everything we're shipping to a customer is is good but all of these people contributed like in an amazing way as a team and then of course there's the engineering team right that's got to design and then they've got to pass through like what they thought of which which you know it's funny when you work with different departments it doesn't always work perfect right you don't always communicate everything that the chip is supposed to do and sometimes we would we would be surprised at some of the features <laughs> that the chip had but it was still like we learned a lot and it was fun it was fun and and i have to say like the thing about creation and having fun to have that mood at work also like helps lighten the spirits of everybody say more, say more about that where people want to be there like they want to be there because they're going to see i want to say a friend it's like you're going to see a friend at work because you know you're going to solve a really hard problem together why does that matter why does that matter when i am working with people that i want to work with i want to be there like i don't i don't think of i don't think of times where i'm misaligned or i'm wanting to be somewhere else or my mind is distracted so i'm not being able to be creative like when i'm working with people that i want to work with it's back to that i'm all in i'm all in and then that opens up a space for me and everybody else to be creative really without bounds and to me that's that's fun are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. So let's shift to the other direction. What does not sound like fun? Uh, what is, or maybe you should say, what is not fun for you? You know, what's interesting, what I find with myself, and it may be similar to other people, is, you know, you do something once, you create it once, and you're like, oh, that was fantastic. You do it a second time, you're like, oh, that was really great. And you do it a 17th time, and you're like, yeah, I kind of did that already. It, it didn't seem as much fun. And, and so I, I, what I notice in myself is when things become more of like a process, when it's not as creative, but it's more like, okay, we've got the recipe now, let's just recreate the recipe over and over and over again. Not as much fun. So production, like commodity type production where something's turned into something, you're just going to do it, like assembly line work or basically things that don't require you to think much. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you're saying that because I've also known a lot of people who have fun in that role. Okay. What, what, what do you think their stories are? I'm going back to purpose. Like what, what the purpose is for them being there. Like as an engineer, I think of my purpose as, you know, solving problems. Other people are coming to work because they're taking care of their family. They're taking care of concerns that may not necessarily be at work. And having that purpose creates a space of joy for them, like wherever they go. And it doesn't have to be solving the hard problem. It could be like doing production work and be really proud of, you know, being able to like increase production or do something. But when it kind of looks like it's the same work over and over. What, like what, what coaching or what space would you produce for somebody who's going to say, I'm trying to decide whether I want to go into where I'm like a factory worker or a, an assembly worker or a right space, or I want to go into something that's creative in that space. Like, how do you have fun at both of those? We get, we talked about the creative one. What would like, what would your coaching be to the one who's going like, well, you can be creative and that's where you're going to go. That's creative. Great. But this other one over here, how do you, how do you help them to have fun at work? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking with you here because there are still challenges in every job, right? There are still breakdowns that happen. There are still things that need to be repaired, things that need to be fixed. And like the importance of those positions the importance of those roles. I think that's one of the things that I would help people create for themselves is what is the importance of what you're doing? What is that story of why you're doing it and how it impacts you, your family, your work, your company, like tying that together. That's, that's how, that's how you're helping me notice it. Oh, thank you, Deb. We're going to switch roles and I'll share one of mine and you. Yes, I would love that. So tell me, Tell me about a project that you had the most fun, anything in the last 10 years. And, and I want to know why, why you had fun. The space I'm going I'm to discuss was probably the very first session I ever led in what is now the Macla methodology. And I'd been using this process, but it was like embodied. Like it was just, I had the skills, right? And, and it's done it. Like you can't go up to the world's greatest baseball player and say, so how do you hit the ball? And he goes, uh, you hit the ball, right? Or you may have some story that's like, well, I watch the strings come in or I count numbers or whatever, right? And then there's all the other stuff he does too that makes him, because you can count the ball and the strings and all that. And it's, you still won't be able to hit like him. There's all this embodied stuff that I've been practicing. And the challenge was like, how to share that with somebody in a way that somebody could actually gain something from it, which was challenging to me. Because I tried and it failed. And the goal was like I had three people who wanted to go through, and which was great. And at the same time, the people mattered to me. Right. So it's so like I wasn't just going, like it wasn't like it didn't matter. It mattered a lot. And who we were going to, they were important to me. And as I was going through running experiments and trying to figure out like how do I share the stories in a way that people can discover? Because my goal was not to tell them anything, but to produce a space that they could discover something. And, and I, I figured that that's the space where I'm going, I love to discover stuff. I mean, nothing lights me up more and has more fun when you go, oh, there it is. That's that, that's that, that's that thing, right? Versus somebody telling you something, I go, school, yawn, boring. And uh, <laughs> most likely it's gone before I get out the doors. And so I, I created that space to go do that. And I, I, as doing it and putting it together, there were so many different 
conversations I had with people that weren't about designing it, but it was about life. And I was designing it in those conversations with them. And when I put the first one together and, and they went through it and we got to the end and it was only four sessions. So it's, we, we called it, I call it the beginner course. And then it became like, uh, just, it's just the first four weeks of now the math, Macklin method workshop. And in the process of doing that, right, we got to the end of it and they go, okay, that's great, but I can't do it yet. But there's something here. And I want to know what it was. And I was going like a new challenge. And I remember reflecting on how much fun I had doing the first one. I go, this would be, this would be a great space to be in. So I started to design that and they started to ask questions like, well, how, how do I share it with other people? Like, how do I get other people to get where we're going? So then there was this new challenge called, how do I help them share it with others? Right. Like, and so now I'm designing the next four weeks and also designing how to help others lead that those four weeks. And I started to work with the people who were going through the first time with me. And we began to like all the things, we're, all the experiments we we're going to run. We tried stuff. We, things didn't work. There's a lot of stuff that's not in there anymore. And what I noticed was as we were going through this, like the challenge, the, the headaches, the frustrations, the new experiments, the excitements, the letdowns, all of that. And then at the end, when we got done, like we had something new and it, it worked and we watched people begin to learn and light up. And we also began to watch other people as they were leading it to other people. Like, so we were teaching people how to lead to other people. So there's a whole different step inside there. Right. And I had so much fun doing it. Not like it was uh, all enjoyable. Right. It, but when I got done, I look back on it and go, that was really good. I mean, like, like, and I would say it's really good because they said it was, this was really good. And, <laughs> and the, the worst part was they go, it's really good. So, so what's next? Like, like what, like we're not done. Right. We don't know how to do this yet. Oh, come on guys. Uh, you know, um, somewhere in the long, we got to be done here. Right. And I go like, yeah, but I, I'm, I understand it, but I can't do it. I, I need to be able to do it. And so we created what is the next eight weeks and had enough practicing in there to where we could get to that point. And I, as we started to go into that, I go, I need to get somebody to join with me. So I had somebody help me design the second part. So we, it was like back and forth and designing back and forth and ideas and, and creativity and then running experiments and the people who went through it, they didn't know we were running experiments, right? They just thought it was the course and we were, we're, we're learning as we go, making stuff up, trying it on, but we had the fundamentals pretty solid and it worked out really well. And when I got done, I look back and at that time, I mean, some of the stuff we were driving in a car while we created it, we were doing, you know, in the middle of still doing all this other stuff we're doing in life. And I really had a good time. It was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I don't know that I would call it, let's see, what, what did they say here? What was the definition of fun again? Remember? Lighthearted Light. mm -hmm. amusement, right? I'm going like, no, it was not lighthearted. It was dead serious. Like, like I was really trying to help figure out how to help people to live a better life. And it wasn't lighthearted and it wasn't amusing, right? Although we did laugh sometimes at some of the results we have. And even to this day, one of the, my favorite parts of the program is after somebody has completed leading a session is to have that five minutes afterwards to reflect back on it, right? And you go, how'd it go? And they go, well, this didn't work and this didn't work and this worked and this worked. And I go, yeah, did you have fun? I did have fun. What'd you learn? And they go, I learned a lot. Do you believe in yourself? I do now, right? There's all, and that's a lot of fun, but it's not, it's not like easy. And I, I go like, how do I, how do I make sure I'm doing that in all the aspects of my life, all the areas of my life? And I think it's about creating something that you care about. 
And then you keep working towards making what you care about better and better and better, more useful, more powerful, less costly. And in that challenge, it becomes fun. And I can reflect back like on the days when I was farming and hauling trash and working in different jobs. And when I could turn it into a purpose for what I was trying to accomplish, right? Like we had to do, I had to take nuclear power plants apart and put them back together. Well, I set world records. And all of a sudden that became fun, right? It was about farming and out working in the field and stuff. And then like, well, let's make the piles at the end of the day look as orderly as possible. So you're ready for the next time you do it. And that became fun. Hauling trash, like getting it done in a way that you didn't have to go back and pick up anybody's trash because you missed it. But at the same time, you're trying to get done as quickly as you could so you could be go do something else and then you could look back and say, yeah, that was a good working space in the morning. It's how do you find that thing that you're going to accomplish, that purpose, that space, that you want to produce something big and it's not easy, it's challenging because you set your standards high. To me, that's fun. And that I enjoy doing. Yeah, it, it you really triggered me with thinking about you know, I think, I think fun. People might think it's easy, right? That it's uh, go back to that the, the dictionary, right? It's that lighthearted amusement. But when do you find yourself having the most fun? And I heard you say the word challenged like multiple times. When you're challenged, like easy isn't isn't that fun? I I accept easy is not that fun. Easy is not that fun. It's just easy. I don't have fun tying my shoe. I just tie my shoe. It's not hard. It's good. Deb, what showed up for you today? Anything else you'd like to share in around fun? I mean, that was that was a really big revelation thinking through like, yeah, when am I having the most fun? And it's not when I have all the answers at my fingertips, when uh, like life looks really good and smooth and easy, right? It's when I am challenged to solve whatever problem it is and to be creative, like to use, to use my brain to be creative and to be creative with a team of people, not, not the amusement park type of fun. Like that really showed up for me today. How about for you, Ron? Thanks, Deb. The um, space of when I see somebody else who makes something look easy, like they're good at it. And I go, Oh man, that would be fun. And, and I think what I'm saying is, well, they make that look easy. And the fun part would be that it's not easy, that it's worthwhile, mm-hmm. and that they have a goal and they're in a challenge and they're having fun doing it. I think that part looks fun, but it's not easy. And I don't know that I'm too excited about things that look like it doesn't take any effort on my part to do it or anybody else's part to do it. So I think that's the thing that really showed up for me today. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Ron. Yep. So Deb, let's let's do our. Do you have a book that you you love to read that you would share today, and why? I am reading a great book right now. It's a book Clayton Christensen actually passed away a few years ago, but it's How Will You Measure Your Life? I wished it would have been available for me when I graduated from maybe high school or college, (laughs) but it's a really good book about choosing a career that's fun. But also like how to take care of your family in a way that you stay with your family and and uh, don't get divorced and things like that. It's just, it's just a really, really good read. Highly cool. recommend it. Very cool. Thank you. What's, what's a book that's one of your favorites? 
Leadership is an Art by Max Dupree. I read it, she seemed like when I just got out of college. And what I really loved about it was like it, it, it took, well, you know, coming out of engineering school and all that stuff, right? Things were make, like fixed and permanent and you could modify them and you could do all this kind of stuff. And when he said leadership is an art and you look at all the little things that go into being that and the care and the being with somebody and listening and to be in that space, I found the book just stuck with me for a long time. Could be that I read it like six, seven times um, <laughs> and still do read it every occasionally because I find that there's one that's like believing in yourself and then two, finding out what other people are really good at. There was a, a brief story and there was the, the guy, Millwright or a poet, right? And he was a Millwright in the factory where he worked all the time and then he passed away and then he went to the guy's funeral and they were all reading this guy's poetry and, and then they were going like, wait, was he a Millwright or was he a poet? And And, and then it's like, all those gifts that this person had, we, we never saw any of them, right? And I go like, I would not, I want to be the, the leader that gives everybody a chance to bring those gifts to life. Uh, that's awesome. So cool. Well, thanks, Deb. Thanks for the podcast today. And thank you. It yeah. was fun. I had fun. I did too. <laughs> well, well, thanks, Deb. And goodbye, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, We believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listened to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.